Who is Bob? And why should you care? Well, I don't know. But we will try to find out together. So to start this inquiry, I created my own definition of Bob. And it goes like this. Bob is a passionate friend who is dependable, loved by many, hated by few. But oh, those few are fanatically against Bob. A ride with a Bob can be as dangerous as it is fun. So, to back up my definition, I will provide as evidence my life. All stories are real, as far as I can truthfully recall. If I can't truthfully truthfully recall, I will tell you. I don't lie. But I do embellish the stories for flavor. But I won't change the truth. With that, some of the dates and times can be a little bit foggy. 58 years takes its toll on you. So if I say it was a long time ago, yeah, it's close enough. I will always try to keep each of the Bobcasts to not a terrible, long, drawn-out time, but I will give you a warning if it looks like it's going to go into overtime. So today, let's start by looking at the greatest turning point in my life. Bob meets Linda. The greatest turning point in my life In my early 30s, I was living in Pasadena, California, working for a mini storage called Space Bank Mini Storage. Yeah, not, it was a good name. My acting career was all but dead. I was in debt, barely making ends meet, and looking at packing it all in and moving back to Oklahoma. This time in my life was pretty bleak. Now, on the positive side, I was a member at a little church in Pasadena called Church of the Foothills. That place greatly changed my life. This is the place I learned not only to believe in a God, but to understand that He was there and always willing to listen and answer me. I would like to thank Pastor Larry, the man who baptized me, and Pastor Todd, the man who married Linda and I, for all that they did do for me, teaching me the fundamentals of Christianity. Now, back to the story. At this time, I was very lonely, and I wanted more than just an occasional date here or there, so I spent some time talking to God. And it kind of goes like this. This is the way I pray, so this would be very close to the way it went back then. Hey God, it's me again. And I'm tired of being alone. I want something more, more meaningful in my life. I want to find a woman who needs me, who appreciates me for what I can do. Now, as I said, I was going to the Church of the Foothills, a Church of God congregation. Because there are several churches of God, they they like to say Church of God 
Anderson, Indiana, which separates them from the other churches of God that are out there. But I'll go into denominations and how they affect Bob on some other time. In our church, we had an organization called the Women of the Church of God, lovingly known to us as the Blue Hairs, mostly elderly, widows, some of them still married. Now, if you can't see already where this is going to go, I will spell it out for you. After my talk with God, I, Bob, got phone calls. I got an answer. I got phone calls from different women from the church to come help with things for them. See, I was working as a handyman at the mini storage at the time. So I was equipped to help them with minor plumbing, electrical work, yard work, etc. You can see where this is going. And after several weeks of this, Bob is back on the phone with God. Hey God, I see what you did there. And yes, it was funny. So if you would please stop laughing in my head, I will try this again. Okay. I am praying to you for someone who needs me. Someone who will appreciate what I do and someone close to my age. And if they're attractive, that wouldn't hurt. About a week after this conversation, a friend of mine, Jim Barrett, who was the church board president at the church, comes by at work and says, have I found the woman for you? Next board meeting, I will introduce you to her. I need to interject that yes, for some crazy reason, the wonderful people at the church voted me on their board. I am also very thankful that they never did it again. That's something that Bob's just really shouldn't do. But back back to what was happening, I looked at Jim and said, hey, sure, I want to meet her. Uh, here I am praying to God for someone. And this is when Jim runs across this woman that I need to meet. I'm interested. So a couple of weeks later, we had a church board meeting and Jim invites the new secretary to come and explain the financial books to the board. This was a very small church and everyone wore several hats. So you needed to be ready to just jump up and handle any situation. And the new secretary was definitely doing that. So here I am across the table having breakfast in this restaurant, doing this church board meeting from this very attractive woman who was speaking in an easy to understand way, the finances of the church line by line. And wow, I was smitten. And yes, I use words like smitten because that's what I was. So after the meeting, Jim comes up to me and he's, he's excited. And he wants to take me over and actually introduce me to her. And he says, so Bob, what do you think? And I smiled and I said, she's great. But did you notice she's also married? In Jim's excitement, 
of meeting someone that I could actually connect with. He missed the fact that she was married. Okay, back to God that night, this time on a direct line. God, let's stop joking around here. I am trying to be serious. Here is my petition to you, creator of everything. Wanted, female, around my age, not married. No baggage, i.e. no ex, no kids, no, I know, no problems financially. I wanted to be financially stable. I'm sure not. Why would I want to add more money, you know, hardships? Someone who needs my help and will appreciate what I can do. Someone I can build a life with from scratch. I think this should be clear enough. Amen. Now comes the drought. For months, I can't get a date. I can't find prospects for a date. I am in the desert. And I'm done. If I work, I figured it out if I work a month, maybe two, I can bank up enough money to get my broken butt back to Oklahoma. And I'll just start from scratch. Well, during this time, this time of defeat, that's exactly what was in my head. This is when Linda and I started to really get to know each other. I was helping around the church, which gave Linda, who was the secretary, and I time to talk. And we got, we got to be friends. This is also the time that Linda's divorce became public information. In fact, there, after the end of the divorce, there was a, you know, she moved out of the house and I was with an army of friends and family and we came in and we packed up everything and moved her out to a condo. This is also the time that helped me get to know her three boys. Yes, she has three boys. I don't know what's going on. So one night, my head is just, you know, all over the place. And I get back on the line with God. And I'm not real happy in this situation because I'm really conflicted. And I, I and I, I go to God and I say, what do you think you are doing? I said, no baggage. This lady has three boys and two, count them, two ex-husbands. And she just went through a bankruptcy connected to this last divorce. I told you what I wanted. A small, quiet voice said to me, and I know what you need. Damn it, God. Okay. You win. And I will thank you for this gift. 
And from then on, I have thanked God for her and the boys, now four of them, in the good days and the bad days, because how could a gift from God ever be unappreciated? I hope you enjoy listening to this as much as I do reliving it. And if anything, it reminds me, God will never give you a bad gift. I will be back. I've got more stories about family, friends, about before the family, and those can get really dicey. You might enjoy some of those. So please catch me when you can here at the Bobcast. <laughs>